like scary stories, if you like tasty beers, open up your mouth holes and open up your ears for... That's what go. I say now. A very excitable voice. It really gets the Theatrical go. Yeah, yeah, baby, let's go. You know, one thing I realized is this show, when it drops, whilst we are recording it pre-New Year, I think this is our New Year episode. You guys, is happy New Year! No, happy New Year! I don't know how to math. I time masked very wrong today, so I'm, I, oh, no. I trust you. I trust you and your time back. You know what? I have no idea when this is going to be. You know what I like? This could be New Year's. You know what? You guys, this is what you, you listen know what for. This is? You know it's what? It's it's either right after or right before. Yeah. Anyway, so happy it. New Year. Happy New Year. Nobody happy knows. fucking New Year, Nobody you guys. Fucking knows. Thank you for spending yet another year with us, your friends at the Booze and Brews podcast. Hell yeah. Sure. Um, and speaking of gifts, you know, we gift to you. This oh, I thought you said I was gifts, like, like animated gifts no, on gift. Twitter. Okay. I was like, are we giving them gifts? We're giving them the gift of us. us. Yes. Yeah. That sounded so dirty. Mary. I'm going to give you myself. That's I'm going to give you my gift. <laughs> give you my sweet gifts. $5,000 by the like Mondays. We're giving them like homemade coupons for like one night of hot sex. Get the Mondays. Free back massage. Yeah. I'm going to give you a coupon for dick. <laughs> Please. Okay, only one of us could give that coupon. Yeah, that's, that's true. why it's I mean, for you me. know, you know what? I'll give someone that coupon. <laughs> it's. It, I didn't say it was my, my dick. dick. And to be fair, if I purchased it, it's mine. I own it. Yeah. <laughs> it's my dick. It's I can my do dick. what I want with it. Yeah. Prove me wrong. Owner's rights. Yeah. Uh no. So, so speaking of gifts and us giving you the gift of this podcast and our lovely voices. Uh-huh. The city of Vancouver recently uh, bestowed a little gift on the people of the town by uh, erecting a sign dubbing a certain beach, which a barge has been stranded for more than a month called Barge Chilling Beach. So now Barge Chilling Beach, where the barge chills. Yep. So what had happened was there were some storms and this boat got stuck and despite numerous attempts over the course of a month to move it it's still chilling there and it has become sort of a tourist attraction for the good folks of vancouver so the city was like we're just gonna put up a sign it's now an official barge chilling beach yeah man i love it they're leaning into it yes uh where this barge is chilling it's in case you don't know it is a reference to dude chilling park um, af- it's a joke uh, joke sign installed at Gelf Park in 2014 after members of the public noticed a sculpture at the park called Reclining Figure. <laughs> oh, and that's like, that dude's chilling. Dude, dude chilling chill- park. Dude chilling that's park. That's actually pretty funny. <laughs> so now we have Barch chilling beach. I, wait, what I love is this incredibly regional humor. <laughs> what is even better is the sign Barge chilling beach was immediately stolen and the city was like, we're going to put up another one. So they oh kept, my god they're, they're gonna have to continually put up signs yes because every drunk college kid in their dorm room is going to have barge chilling beach mm-hmm. and they're gonna yeah. have to make just enough signs to supply every single you know yeah. man young man in the city of vancouver uh, in uh in long beach where i grew up down by the ocean there is a street called corona mm-hmm. 
and the street sign was stolen so many times. It is it is still there. It is literally like 20 feet in the fucking air. Uh, like there is a street sign, but instead of the little corner, you know, street yeah. signs, it's the same, but it's like 20 feet in the goddamn air. You really got to want that Corona you sign. You have to know that there is a street sign up there to even look for it, yep. but it is indeed labeled. Oh my goodness. I'm going to next next time I'm in Long Beach, I'm going to find it. I'm going to steal it. Well, yeah, the, here, here's the thing. Uh, you could try and find it. It is still often stolen. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. It's down in like Belmont area. OK. Yeah, it's uh, it's fine. The next thing you know, they're going to like, you know, hot glue it or something. You know what I mean? Like solder it to the actual sign so you physically cannot steal it. So then I want somebody to like lift out the entire street pole and take it. Oh, I think it is soldered. Like, oh, so uh, it's not a snap off and run situation. Man, just go it to is the like, fucking store and buy the It is like an Ocean's Eleven sign. to get that goddamn street sign. That's the amount of time, effort, and energy. You could just go to like the Spencer's Gifts and buy also, the $10 sign. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Also, Dude Chilling Park feels like a better sign. Agreed. Yeah, or Barge Chilling Beach. Either one of those. Dude Chillin' Park all day. That's the one I fucking yeah, want. Dude yeah, Dude Chillin' Park. I I would I would I wouldn't steal it. Also, yeah, it's funny that it's Canada and it's like keeps being stolen. There's a- You're supposed to be better than us. No, that's the lie. That's the Canadian <laughs> lie. They just apologize the more great profusely. Great Canadian lie. Uh, there's just some stone Canadian being like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the barge is chilling. That's so funny. Steal. Um, anyway, I I don't, I don't have any drugs in my story. Well, it's kind of like drug adjacent. Do you? Is there any? No. No. Well, shit. I've got no. Speaking of barges chilling. Yeah. Speaking of barges chilling. Hi. Hi. My ass is like a barge. Welcome to the booze and brews podcast. We're the podcast with asses like barges and where we tell each other ghost stories and drink thematically appropriate beer. On our big barge asses. On our big old barge sized asses. Big bargey barge asses. That's right. You don't know because the only photos we post of ourselves are from the tits up. So you don't know what our asses look like. No idea what I look like. It's a mystery. We have mystery asses. you'll never know There's you'll I want, never see them i want like conspiracy websites of like our mystery butts that are yeah, popping up onto the internet charlie day smoking cigarettes yeah. trying to figure out what those yeah. asses what look like asses look just like. red yarn everywhere yeah i'm i'm gonna spoiler flat white girl asses that's what you're gonna find that's what you're gonna find yeah 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 sad sad but true sad, sad but true um try to carve with squats but sadly, flat white girl ass. Yeah, no matter how many squats I do, that ass even is Bob has that. a flat white girl ass. False. False. Bob's kind of got a cute little. I got bubble butt. Get off my shit. Bob's got a cute little bubble butt. Okay, so then of all the asses, it's just ours. look on the internet for Bob's ass. Yeah, of yeah, all look. the asses that you're gonna want to see from this show, I have the most sumptuous. <laughs> <laughs> I I I refuse to believe that I live in a world where that's true. It, you know, you know what. That's too bad because you're living it. <laughs> Sorry, sister. You're in it. I spend a lot of time. See, we're going to have to do more squats now. We're going to have to I, get BBLs like shit. This no, is going to get I expensive. I can't do any more. I can't do any more. Oh, it's going to be expensive. Yeah. Um, I didn't, anyway, have, I didn't of, have to work for this dump truck, baby. It's this genetics. F- fucking boys. boys. Speaking <laughs> of asses. Yeah. 
we this uh, week for our beer, we have head full of dynamite. Um, it's a hazy IPA from Fremont, and I was like dynamite thinking to the television series Good Times. I think is it Good Times? Sure. Sure. And uh, I did not understand the connection, oh. but I just went with you on it. I was like, sure, let's do it. Yeah. So back in the 70s. I just yes anded you not understanding the assignment. Our super old listeners will be like that little cute Jimmy guy. It's dynamite. And anyway, that's how they spell it. That's where I got TV ghosts. And that's where we are, kids. Now you see the connection. Ghosts of television's past. Ghosts of TV's past. We should, I'm going to just say this up front before the show. Headful of Dynamite is one of my favorite beers of all time. That and Sky Kraken, both from Fremont. Both incredible. If you're in the Seattle, West Coast area. Oh, fucking Lush is amazing. Fremont makes a great beer. Lush, uh, fucking Fremont doesn't fuck around. Just just drink their beer. You're going to be happy. When you said you had head full of dynamite for this episode, I was like, jealous. <laughs> That's a good beer. Yeah. yeah. That's a good beer. Lush I makes- don't know which version because there's like been 40 different versions yeah. of it. I don't know which number this is, but good job. Um. So anyway, television ghosts, ghosts television of ghosts. television. And I'm doing I'm going back into the old television time machine here. And I'm going to bring you. For my TV ghost, the ghost of George Reeves. Oh, heard of him. Heard of him. If you haven't, let me tell you about him. Well, let's learn about him together. Come yeah. on. So George Kiefer Brewer was born on January 5th, 1914 to Donald Brewer and Helen Lesher in Woodstock. Nope, not Woolstock, not Woodstock. I was going more Wool hippie. Woolstock. Woolstock, Iowa. Full oh. of corn, and that's about wool it. Wool sock, Iowa, because your feet are cold. Just wear because those it's Iowa socks. and it's winter time. That's right. Um, the couple had wed five months before George was born, and clearly was not a serious or healthy relationship because the pair split very soon after George was yeah, born. Yeah, I mean, five months before he was born does not smack of of a long lasting relationship. No, that smacks of I got pregnant in the backseat of a car. I need yeah. to marry you now. Because what year are we talking about? 1914. 1913. Yeah. So she was pregnant in 1913. Yeah. Oh, she's Got a knocker in the backseat of a Plymouth. Oh, uh, T-Bird. No, a Ford T Model T. Model T. Sure. I don't know. Or just in the back of the horse. Buggy. Could you? Could you bang in the back of a Model T? You can Old bang listeners, anywhere. let us know. Did I think it was a barn? It was a barn bang. It was a barn. That's barn bang. Barn bang. She got fuck on a horse. Hey, use the use classic that. Iowa barn bang. Yeah, cla- use that classic. undulating horse gait. To bang your wife so good. Not your wife. Not Just your wife. Your Not yet. The girl you met at a country dance, I'm to sure. Ba- bang that girl from the square dance so good. Yep. Make a baby. Be Leave. embarrassed. Leave. Leave immediately. Never see your child again. Like a re- Make like- a baby. Be shamed into marrying her. Yep. Leave. Leave. Seems fair. Leave long lasting emotional uh, scars on your child. <laughs> that old classic love story. That old canard. Um, so after the divorce, George and his mom moved first to Kentucky to stay with some relatives and then later moved to mom's hometown of Galesburg, Illinois. Um, the pair eventually found themselves in Pasadena, which, uh, if you are Utah football fans is not in Los Angeles. No, it's not. It's not. 
It's no. not funny story, listeners. I, uh, our football boys out here did a good thing, and they got to go to the Rose Bowl. Or will be going to the Rose Bowl. Yeah, and they were they was listening to football fans talk about it, and they were very excited, even though they probably weren't going to win. And I was like, "Well, they get to go to Pasadena." To which the white man corrected me by saying, "No, it's in Los Angeles." Yep. So I'm here to tell you. Uh, Sorry, s- dumbass. That yeah. ain't how it works. Be like, sir, I'm literally from there. Two different. Series. I just nodded and smiled. There's no point. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you're not gonna change his mind otherwise. You could show all of the receipts, and he'd be like, "Pat you on the head." Okay, dear. He doesn't know the. Difference. Yeah, I don't. I just wanted to buy cheese. <laughs> Delicious. I wanted. I don't want to talk to him. I. I just. Okay. I just was being polite. So anyway, they moved to Pasadena and lived with Helen's sister. In 1927, mom married Frank um, Besolo. Frank Besolo. Oh, no, but she was damaged goods. Even though she was damaged goods, Frank was, by all means, a decent man. He, she, he didn't mind to marry a fallen woman. No, he even adopted young George, uh, and George's name oh. was officially changed to George Besolo. He said, I love my whore wife and her little whore son. At the age of 13, he was stopped. So it was like right in the middle of puberty. He was like, yep, I'm going to take this oh my God. So asshole. When, when that kid was the biggest asshole. Yeah. He yeah. was like, I'm that's gonna, love. That's love. I'm going to take this one. And I'm going to make him my own. When, when you get to be a little bit older, you're going to want to fuck around. Not unlike your whore mother. <laughs> I'm going to recommend against it because look at what happened to you. I like how this guy from Pasadena is a Southern gentleman. He, yes. He, he, yes, he's one of her family members from Kentucky. Also, I don't know that he will advise against it because his father turned out just fine. It's just his whole mother that had trouble. Yeah. That's uh, right. From, woman trouble. He's from South Pasadena. <laughs> <laughs> the Southern part it's of speaking, Pasadena. Speaking of regional humor. Southern Pasadena. <laughs> Uh, so that marriage... He's from Glendale. Glendale! <laughs> uh. <laughs> anyway, that marriage between Helen and Frank lasted 15 years, ultimately breaking up while young George was visiting relatives. Um, when he returned home, his mom said that Frank committed suicide. Ooh. But oh, in she, reality, oh, she murdered him! She murdered him! No, no, he just moved out. Oh, so, oh my god she thought that was less damaging correct so, he didn't leave he died he died yeah um so he realized probably in the middle of filming his very famous television show that i'm going to tell you about in a little bit when um it was like in the middle of the show is when the man actually died so this poor guy is thinking oh my gosh my stepdad killed himself so it's no wonder that with an upbringing like this young george would um gravitate to acting well, because he was like in his 20s when that guy, yeah, air quotes, killed himself, though. Yeah, he was like 28. He a grown ass man. Yeah, but still, you know, I'm sure if that's how mom is going to choose to be like, he left me, I'm sure the relationship probably wasn't all, you know, roses. Probably, probably. Probably. Also, his dad, his biological father just up and left. So again, it makes a lot of sense that he would gravitate toward acting. He got daddy okay, drama. So, He's so constantly he has, trying to find the love of a parent that abandoned him. Yeah, yeah, he's got daddy issues. Daddy, this is he's why got directors issues with this daddy. Directors, this is why you cannot bang your actresses until after you finished filming. It's true. You were given that sage advice. During I was college. given that sage advice by my directing teacher. <laughs> Did he tell you you can't you can't finish until you're finished? Oh. Exactly. Um. So after high school, George went to. Pass- I hate all men. 
<laughs> George went to Pasadena Junior College where he studied music and acting. When he was 21, he joined the Pasadena Community Playhouse. Oh. Um, which was then considered one of the country's most prestigious theaters. Oh, oh, prestigious. Very prestigious. He would act with them for the next four years. And it was here that George met his first wife, Eleonora, who was the granddaughter of some circus bigwig. He had, she, she came from Big Circus. P.T. Barnum? No. Big Circus? She came from Big Circus, but it was not P.T. Barnum. She was Big Circus. Yep. She was a big circus woman. <laughs> she had a big circus, if you know what I mean. Um, anyway. Well, I get under that big top. <laughs> uh, they were married for 10 years and had no children. Um, George's big acting break came in 1939 when David O. Selznick cast him as Stuart Tarleton, one of uh, Scarlett O'Hara's love interests. Well, suitors in gone with the wind um she didn't pick him because he didn't rape her no it's it's true she she's got some daddy issues (laughs) uh yeah i guess he was in the movie for like the first couple minutes but it was the redheaded twins that came at the beginning of the movie before the war and they were like oh we're trying to seduce you and whatever anyway so that was his now i'm gone off to fight fight them damn yankees them damn yankees uh, so this led to a contract with Warner Brothers and a change to the name George Reeves because George Basolo doesn't have quite a ring to it. It doesn't. George, George Reeves, Reeves is a better name. Much better name. So, Listen up, kid. I like you. You're a good actor. But the problem is your name is simply too ethnic. That was the weird thing back in the day with like, no, you need a better, like, whiter name. And so many people would change their names. You sound like one of those oh, swally yeah. Italians. Nobody likes it. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's not the word they used for Italians, but you know what I mean. (laughs) Yes. So uh, George made a number of B movies during the early 1940s, eventually left Warner Brothers, went to Fox, left Fox, and then signed with Paramount after starring in the 1942 film So Proudly We Hail with Claudette Colbert. Um, Oh. Yes. Uh, In 1943, uh, so, So Proudly We Hail was a war movie. 1940s. It was not about the Twilight's Last Gleaming? No. It wasn't Twilight fanfic? It was not Twilight fanfic, nor was it Revolutionary War fanfic. It was very much like this is army. It's like army porn trying to get people to enlist. And it worked so well that George himself enlisted in 1943. Oh, he's drinking his own fucking Kool-Aid. He, he was Whoopsie so duty. into that Kool-Aid. He was like, I'm going to enlist. So he enlisted in the army, but saw zero combat. He fought nothing. He, in fact, never left the country. I'm um, too pretty to fight. Instead, making a series of PSA films as part of the Army's special theatrical unit, an actual oh. thing that actually existed, um, including a film about the dangers of venereal disease. <laughs> oh. Listen up, boys. Let me tell you about fight those vaginas. You're going to find a bunch of different strains, and you're going to want to put, you're going to dip your quill right in that inkwell. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Syphilis. <laughs> Syphilis. You gonna yeah, when you go home, your ink's going to be all curdled and gross. Yeah. So. Do you do you enjoy urinating? Well, our boys in blue sure do, but not when it's on fire. Or bloody. You want to keep your dick? Don't fuck a French woman. Oh, you want to keep your dick? It's just going to fall right off. Fuck a French woman. I imagine this is what these VSAs sounded like. I now want to find one and I now want to watch one. Yeah. Anyway, Mm. so after the war, 
Um, acting jobs were very I few. I feel like um, Sammy Davis Jr. did the same thing. He probably did. Like he joined the military, but he like didn't do military things. He was probably in the special theatrical unit where they would do nothing but make PSAs and propaganda films. I and- think he was probably singing on dance. Oh, yes. He was entertaining. Uh, so he was after- not talking about his dick because no one's allowed to fuck him because he's black. Mm-hmm. And Jewish. <laughs> I don't know that he was Jewish yet, but yes. Well, eventually. Then he like super <laughs> fucked himself during that racist of time. Yeah. So after the war, acting jobs were few and far between. And what projects he was in were not great. Um, biography. Well, yeah, because he's now, every army man that sees him is like, oh, that's the dude with the weird dick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that dude's dick is broken. Full uh-huh. of diseases from French His whole ladies. Career has been typecasted. That from late. the PSAs to this TV show. Yeah. He's like, oh, that dude fought for slavery and then his dick fell off in the war. <laughs> what a fucking. Jeez, I'm not going to take that man seriously in films. Um, How's he romantically? He didn't have a jack. How can he pork that fine babe? He can't even bone down. There's no bone. There's no bone to bone down. There's only the smell of croissants. (laughs) That's why he couldn't rape Scarlett O'Hara. He's got no jack. Because he's got no jack. Anyway, Biography called these films that he made after the war, quote, low budget embarrassments. Embarrassments. How oh, shit. Yeah. You know what? Sometimes an embarrassment pays the bills. Sometimes, Judgy McJudgerson. Yeah. It, well, in his case, they were semi paying the bills, but not really. Um, so after a few years of his low budget embarrassments, he turned his attention toward television, which in the late ni- like early 1950s was the new medium. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. New hot thing. That yeah. was coming up. So in 1951, Reeves agreed to play Clark Kent slash Superman in The Adventures of Superman. 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 Uh, without a dick. God, Superman got no dick. Uh, the show premiered. That's in- canon. You can look it up. It's actually, Kryptonite. there's no canon because he had no dick. Yep. Oh, oh. It's canonless. How, how are you going to blast your, your kryptonite all over her tits with no no she he can't blast kryptonite that's his weak spot that's the vd well yeah i know but like if you're a dude dude dudes back me up here if you ever blow your load you end up real weak afterward right yeah i was like exactly then he needs to like regroup yeah Yeah. he needs a breather eat a sandwich take a nap yeah come back yeah right bros we can't we can't fist bump over the internet but like i feel like i'm fist Fist bumping bumping your ear with my dick pegging your ear right now <laughs> this is ear pegging <laughs> i i hate what the show has become <laughs> <laughs> um the show premiered in 1952 and was well received with both audiences and critics turning george into a household name practically overnight so was was superman like a famous Comic? Like, was there another Superman property before him? It was a well-established IP or this like really, if you weren't reading the comics, this was like your first foray into Superman. Yes. Uh, the comics premiered, what was it? 1930, 1930-something. In fact, it was funny as the Superman number one just sold at auction for $2.6 million. Um, that is hilarious. But anyway, uh, it was like in the 1930s. So people knew who Superman was by this point, but... Okay. Yeah. But this just turned him like, but it was mostly with children. Like this was the first time I think parents are like, what is this? This is based on the comic that you kids are spending so much time reading. And now they actually get to see these funny books. Okay. Um, so in 1953, Reeves was given a decent role in the film from here to eternity. 
uh, which starred Frank Sinatra, I think, and uh, as a chance to restart his acting career. It was like, hey, now you're Superman. We're going to give you a chance to go back into, you know, actual theater and to movies and try to help your career along. The big screen. Unfortunately, during a preview of the film when Reeves's character, and it was a fairly decent sized role. Um, unfortunately, when Reeves's character came on the screen, the audience burst out laughing and yelled, there's Superman. Yeah, he's now typecast. He's Superman forever now. Yep. And when that you was- said you were doing him, I was like, oh, Superman. Yeah. Uh huh. So that was all the reaction the studio needed. And they basically cut his role completely from the film. Uh, he only appeared momentarily and received no screen credit. And that no was, screen credit. He had a shitty agent. Yeah. And so that was the last film that George Reeves ever made. <clears throat> oh, no. I'm sad for him now. Well, major, yeah. I should say major motion picture. I think there were like some, again, very some other small, B-level embarrassments. Yeah. More more embarrassments in his future. Um, while he was happy to be a role model for kids, even quitting smoking to set a good example for children. Oh, that's yeah. cute. Because before he did, he would make sure never to smoke when kids were around because they did see him as Superman. Um, so eventually he was just like, I'm just going to quit altogether so you don't have to like go hiding. That's so interesting because I feel like the 50s, we didn't really think smoking was all that bad. No. Um, and yet he was like, man, kids, kids probably shouldn't be doing that. Um, but he was um, so associated with Superman that the role was really the only one that he could get even on other TV shows. So he made appearances. I think his last acting appearance was as Superman on an episode of I Love Lucy. Oh, so well, like this I mean, man was Superman for the rest of his life. And, you know, I think he he once said because kids really liked him. He was like, that's one thing. I think he didn't realize that adults also liked him as Superman. And that would have made him, I think, feel a little bit better. But he was like, only the kids know who I am. Only the kids like me. No one's taking me seriously as an actor, which is true because you were fucking Superman. Yeah, I mean, but if you're going to be pigeonholed into a role, Superman's not a bad one to be true, you know? Yeah, that's pretty iconic. Yeah. Um, however, The Adventures of Superman only ran for five seasons before being canceled in 1957. Um, while starring in Superman, actually right around the time he got casted as um, Clark Kent, Reeves began a relationship with Tony Mannix, wife of MGM fixer Eddie Mannix. Uh, oh. However, Eddie didn't seem to mind. In fact, they would all go on trips together. Eddie and his uh, mistresses would go with Tony and George, and like George and the mistress would sit in biz or in coach, and Tony and uh, Eddie would be in first class. Like, so they were well aware of each other's affairs. In fact, Eddie even said he's a good kid. I like him. He's a good kid. I don't mind him begging my wife. Yeah, right? Uh, I mean, what are you going to say? He's Superman. <laughs> I mean, you know, someone's got a beggar. At least it's not me. Yeah. The pair. <laughs> um, and she was, and good for Tony, she was eight years older than George. So she was like, girlfriend's getting it. Yeah, good for her. Good for her, man. She called him the kid, which was weird. But... She's like a baby cougar banging Superman. Yeah. And like banged him for eight years. Like, just consistently, like, hey, Superman is my man. Now I'm saying. Hey, and, everybody. like, if your husband's out there getting strange, but your strange is fucking Superman. You, I, I, all I can think about now is, like, Superman cuckold porn on Pornhub. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Robert. <laughs> you got your Christian name. Stop. <laughs> you, you go outside and you pick a switch. You stop it. <laughs> 
How Why? dare you for putting that imagery in my mind? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Superman. No. Anyway, like I said, the pair had an affair for seven or eight years before George ended it in 1958. Um, he pretty much immediately began dating New York socialite Lenore Lemon and was quick and quickly became engaged to her. Um, the relationship with Lenore wasn't too happy. Um, she was known to be quite temperamental, uh, even earning the dubious honor of being the first woman thrown out of the Stork Club in New York for fist fighting. I like her. Yeah, she was. She was. She knew what she wanted, and she was going to get it. Um, she knew what she wanted, and it was to fist fight. Yeah, yeah, and it was. And it was a good fist. She knew what she wanted, and it was to punch a bitch in the face. <laughs> And she did it, got thrown out, and now people are like, don't fuck with her. She'll punch you in the face. Nice. Yeah. Um, added to uh, the troubles. She's going to punch a bitch in the face, go home, fuck Superman. She seems awesome. She was, um, she was known. That's pretty rad. Right? Unfortunately. For a woman of that time, she was fucking living the life. Yeah. She, at that point, had had two other marriages. Um, she was known for being a gold digger. Everyone knew it, and George was okay now, with it. She ain't messing with a broke Superman. <laughs> she ain't messing with a broke Superman. Actually, she was messing with a broke Superman, which we'll get to. Well, we'll maybe I might. I think I'm going to do a Patreon on this because there was conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yes. Um. So anyway, I added to his troubles with Lenore and the fact that it was a very volatile relationship. They got into a lot of fights. Was the fact that Tony was not happy that George left her. And uh, she was not taking the breakup all too well. She began harassing the pair and it got so bad that George had to file a restraining order against her. Was Lemon significantly younger than Tony? Because Tony's eight years older than him. I assume Lemon is younger than him. Yeah, she was in her 20s, I think. Uh, Like late 20s, early 30s. George, by this point, was 45. So Tony's in her 50s. George is in his mid 40s. And then you've got like this very young, like late 20s, early 30s girl coming in. And okay, as George told his friend, she makes me feel young again. She makes me feel young and she punches me in the dick. Yeah. I mean, you know what? <laughs> Superman loves a super punch yeah. right in the penis. That's his foreplay. Um. Anyway, personal troubles um, coupled with these professional troubles seem to do its toll on George. You said cuckold and I was upset all over. Sorry, no, no cuckold. No. I pu- I perked up though. <laughs> yeah. Engineer Bob was like, well, excuse me? More? Uh, these personal troubles coupled with the professional troubles, um, he was nearly broke at this point, uh, seemed to take its toll on George because on June 16th, 1959, Reeves was found dead in his bedroom with a single gunshot wound to the head. Mm. Uh, the police quickly ruled the death a suicide but rumors began to swirl that maybe George was murdered which murdered will, which will be I think my Patreon because this is fascinating yeah uh, I do story. I do love an old Hollywood conspiracy theory this is yeah I mean look I the the very minimal kind of research that I've done into the death because I knew I wanted to dig deeper into it for the Patreon I do think he I don't think he killed himself oh no like um, Epstein I mean, here's what I'm going to say. Why were there like Epstein? Yeah, Epstein. Superman had a sex island. He was banging all kinds of broads. Superman was banging minors. 
and 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 the past came up to him and he <laughs> killed himself but he was about to name names so did he kill himself no oh. um he was about to name <laughs> he was about to name names no um i yeah just lane had him killed just one thing is he shot himself in the head but why were there three shots fired oh this is very kurt cobain yeah mm-hmm. she did it she did it courtney love totally killed kurt cobain what did he fire a shotgun with his foot it's true i mean this is one of those two weird positions of guns i will get into it listen to our patreon become a patron patron yeah patreon. join our patreon you can learn all of Melly's at the $10 level. Melly costs more than I do. I, <laughs> I am an expansive bitch. Yeah. <laughs> to get my stories, you got to pay up. <laughs> I'm, I'm a cheap whore. <laughs> we all know that. Come on into that $5 level for tuna. So anyway, George uh, was only 45 years old. So it is believed that George's uh, house at 1579 Benedict Canyon, which when I saw pictures, I was like, Holy shit. I drove by that house every single day. Didn't even know it. Didn't even know I it was, was where Superman died. I was a little bit like, oh, Benedict Canyon. That's right on the main street. Yeah, I didn't even. I was expecting him to be tucked up away in like a side street I'd never heard of. No. Uh, and fun fact, the house that he owned and died in, Tony bought for him. Oh. Yeah. And he moved his new girlfriend into that house. I get why. Yeah, she was that's shitty. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, she did buy it for him. Yeah. She thought they were going to be together forever. She did was. she? I don't know. So anyway, I would drive by this house all the time. If only I had known, I would have been like, knock, knock. Can I come in? And there's possibly ghosts in here. So anyway, it's believed that his spirit haunts this house. Um, one couple who purchased the home began experiencing um, some pretty kind of creepy stuff pretty soon after they moved in. Um, one evening, they heard gunshots and smelled gunpowder mm. coming from the upstairs bedroom. Oh, no. So they Gun went. Shots. Shots. Multiple plural. shots at Superman. Jo- at Superman with one hitting him in the side of the head. Um, so they went upstairs to investigate, found nothing. Um, that kept happening over and over again. That would be really scary the first two times, I'd say. Yeah, and then you just get used to it. But I guess the two times was enough for these people or the, you know, however many times because they moved. They were just like, I'm, I'm sick of these fucking gunshots. Yeah, I mean, I startle like a cat, so I wouldn't do well there. <laughs> yeah, I what? don't. I have too much anxiety. Couldn't do it. You, you wouldn't sleep. You would die of like sleep deprivation before you'd be yeah. like, oh, it's time for me to move. Yep. Um, and then a another couple who moved in after um, reported that they would see Reeves appear at, in his Superman costume and just point at the ceiling. Point at like, the ceiling? What's on the ceiling? The ceiling is where the bullet from his head found Mm -hmm. its way into the ceiling so it was the bullet went into his head and ended up in the ceiling in the side of his head and into the ceiling so he did a chin he did a chin situation it was the side of the head head. he's pointing up to the ceiling to let you know that shit don't make no sense exactly i was killed oh my god oh my god this is like a jfk bouncing bullet situation i am so ready for this patreon So uh, he would, you know, keep pointing and they were like, um, yeah, we're not going to deal with this. And so they moved 
uh, pretty quickly after that. Oh, nobody likes the ghost of Superman. Yeah, no one likes the ghost. Um, Others have reported seeing Reeves in the nude, which is how his body was found. Superman's duck. We found him in the nude, which was Superman's natural state. Yes. They found him. They found him ready for pegging. They found him in the nude. They quickly learned how he got the name Superman. Superman. His supersized penis. Uh, So, yes, they would they found him in the or they would see him in the nude again, which is how he was found. And he would just be groaning in pain like that's all they would see a naked guy. Are we sure it was in pain? Yeah, in pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he was enjoying it a little too much. Yeah. They they took they mistook the sounds for agony, but in reality, yeah. it was probably well, well, because well, of pleasure. He, he liked a little bit of pain in the pleasure. Yeah. And yeah. I assume he did. He dated that punchy woman, yeah. so oh, that's true. You only hang around maybe if you want, you know. Yeah, you yeah. like getting punched in He's your like, privates. Fuck yeah, punch me in the dick. He's like, yeah, twist those nipples right the fuck off. Uh, uh. Um, and another common occurrence that people who live in the home experience is that they will find the room where he died completely ransacked. Um, they'll clean, oh, weird. Yeah. They'll clean the room up, put everything back to normal, leave, come back a few minutes later. It is completely fucked up again. Was it ransacked when he died in there? Yes. Yes. He's he's given you all the clues. He's trying to give he you all is. the clues. He's, he's trying to, to solve his clues. own murder. <laughs> yep. So everybody's like, I think it's because he's just angry and doesn't want you in his house. I'm like, no, bitch. He's trying to tell you I was murdered. Yeah, he's trying to solve his own murder. He's trying. Well, he doesn't need to solve it. He is. He's seen what happened. No, no, he's trying to get you, you to, to solve, solve his murder. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um. So anyway, uh, that is the story of the ghost of George Reeves, uh, Superman, the first Superman to ever Superman, and his haunted house on Benedict Canyon in Los Angeles. Very Man, cool. Super story for a Superman. That's. I right. really liked it. Thank I you. did too. Well, hey, uh, hang out for a minute. I'm going to yell at you and then maybe we'll get some other kind of sh- uh, story. I don't know. Let's find out together. Hey, everybody. It's your old pal, Hollywood Bob. Hey, I'm the fixer. Did you fuck somebody? We'll make that baby and that woman disappear. Hey, guess what? You should go to iTunes and submit a review or don't. Five stars say words I don't care, but the thing I do care about is your money. So go to patreon.com slash booze and brews where they have audio episodes, video episodes, and show sketches done by the incredibly talented engineer Bob. That guy's got a few skeletons in his closet. Anyway, give him his money. And then you should go to Twitter. Booze and Bruce? And you should go to Instagram. Booze and Bruce Podcast. And you should go to Facebook. Booze and Bruce. Where you can talk to all the incredibly talented members of this show. Anyway, back to the show at large. Bye-bye. Turtle version time. TV time. Turtle version time. Gonna talk about a television. My favorite yes. thing is a television. It's got all the people that I like on it. It's got Snooky and all the people on Jersey Shore. <laughs> All of the Snooki shows. is the one you picked out. That's what you got. The last time I thought about TV was probably Snooki. In like 2007 <laughs> during the OG Jersey Shore. You know I don't watch TV. No, I don't fucking watch TV. I do live with you. I do know you don't. Yep. You watch the live sports. Yes. And you watch the streaming. Yeah. Sure. And then we, a lot of, lot of Minecraft. Yeah. yeah. Hey, but, uh, I watch the streaming. Yeah. Yeah. We don't watch a ton of television. Anyway, 
Well, speaking of watching a lot of television, I'm here talking about my television ghost. All right. So I'm going to tell you about Melinda Gordon. Ooh. Melinda Gordon? So Melinda Gordon Gordon is from Grandview, which is in Driscoll County. And she's like sort of a small town girl. She runs this antique shop with her best friend, which is called... (laughs) Yes. Which is called Same As It Never Was. Cute. 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 Um, She's married to her longtime love, Jim. They eventually have a son, Aiden. They have like a very cute, very good relationship, apparently. Mm -hmm. And she's also the star of the CBS television show, Ghost Whisperer. (laughs) Fantastic. So Ghost Whisperer, all Friday nights on CBS, ran from September 23rd, 2005 Mm -hmm. to May 21st, 2010. Now, this is this one that starred um, Jennifer Love Hewitt? Correct. Jennifer Love Hewitt and her tits starred in this TV show. Okay, I see it. It was a, I've, full disclosure, never seen an episode. Yeah, okay, I haven't either. I I just, I haven't Never seen an episode. Okay. Used to work with the set fairly often. Oh, but So I've been on that set dozens of times. Just never watched. Look at you being dedicated to your clients. Nope. I don't give a shit. Do you know how many shows I used to work on? Lots. Too many bad TV shows. Um, so the premise of this show is that Melinda, who's, uh, I almost said Melissa Joan Hart. That's a different person. That is, that is a, a different totally person. different person. Jennifer Love Clarissa Hewitt. explains it all. Yeah, she's not explaining anything. Oh, okay. Uh, she's Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Um, oh, there's a schism on the show. <laughs> Uh, so Melinda's character is like a no, a basic small town. She's a real basic B, okay, apparently. Okay. Except that she, for some reason, has the ability to, she can see, hear, and talk to ghosts. She is a ghost whisperer. Okay. She whispers to them. They whisper back they whisper to her. back. Great. Yes. And so the I want premise a show of called the, sh- the Ghost Shouter. Hey! <laughs> what are you doing? Wait, Quit no. haunting people. <laughs> the Ghost Antagonizer, also known. As Ghost Adventures. Yes. <laughs> oh, you know what? You're right. I, I, I want the scripted version of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, so Melinda, basically it, what it seems is that it was very uh, like drama of the week sort of a thing. Okay. Each week it'd be a new ghost. The ghost would show up and be grumpy. She'd okay. have to be like, yo, ghost, don't be so grumpy. Yes. Let me help you with your unfinished business. And then you cross over we'll to the other side. We'll get you to be less of a ghost and you go to heaven and everything's good. Great. Nice. Um, I think a lot of the uh, chat forums I found about this show also were very like touched by an angel fan. Oh. So I assume it is a lot of going to heaven. Okay. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. I yeah. do also, want, if only there was a hell episode, be like, well, I'm going to help you finish your unfinished business, but now you're going to hell. Yeah, I nice. don't. Uh, I did find a chain of people who really enjoyed the show until, quote, the episode with the homo sex. Wow. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> so great. There's that. So and it, then it, I left the chat room. <laughs> God damn it. What the fuck? People are great. And like, I tried to find like... the terminology that's really getting me. Yes. And I tried to find like which of the characters on the show was gay. I don't know that that ever happened. Wow. So they stumbled across, you know, something on like Showtime, mistook it for Ghost Whisperer, got a little too engorged by the air quotes, homosex. 
I was watching this show about ghosts and there was homosex and then it aroused aroused some feelings in me that I was was not comfortable with. I was watching Jennifer Love Hewitt and then there was a dick in a butt and I don't like it. There was a dick in the butt. I looked down and I was gently massaging my shaft and I was confused. (laughs) I, I was confused and angry. I immediately went out and I rammed my Ford N one hundred and fifty into a <laughs> into a manly thing. Barn. <laughs> I ran over an animal because I wanted to feel alive. I ran over an animal which I immediately cooked and ate. Yeah. <laughs> and fucked. And fucked. I'm not fucked in that it. order. But then I, w- I I was upset because it was a lady animal. <laughs> and then I went through this cycle all over again. Anyway, I don't know if there was, like, one of the ghosts of the week was gay. Maybe. Or if, like, two dudes hugged at one point right. and the Christian right got really upset about it. Yeah, yeah, About sure. the, quote, homosex. Oh, boy. At that moment, I'm I I'm here for it. If I knew there was homosex, I might have watched, watched the, the hell show. Out of that show. At that point, I realized I had unfinished business. I mean, probably not. My it was on Friday. Uh, like, I'm also like, it was a show on Friday nights on yeah. CBS. I don't think there was actually homosex. I'm sure there wasn't. I have In doubts. 2005, oh. seems doubtful. Oh, yeah. Isn't that like when Don't Ask, Don't Tell was like at the peak of its peakness? Also, it's CBS's old person TV. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And Friday nights is old person nights. That's true. So there's no, I don't know. Maybe, who, who knows? knows? Hey, if you've seen homosex... On Ghost Whisperer. That's a big specific. Not just in general, not just in the wild. I don't need you to tell me about that. You know what? If you've seen it in the wild, go ahead, tell me about it. I'll happily read that email too. At gmail.com. Tell us about the homosex. (laughs) Yeah. They were like, that show really took a downturn with the homosex. And they're like, oh, yeah, I totally agree. The homosex. I was like, what is happening? What is happening? What What is happening, Middle America? I, oh boy homosex <laughs> um anyway so melinda talks to these ghosts helps them with their unfinished business helps them with homosex yep helps them pass on that's the episodes uh the show was filmed at melissa's old alma mater universal studios <laughs> um and the show itself this is what's interesting about it the show itself is haunted Oh, so it's oh, not the sound stages, although it does film on one of the like well-known haunted sets of Universal Studios. Universal has a couple very well-known haunted air quote sets. We talked about one of them. I think it was like episode three. Yes, exactly. We have talked about it before. Universal has haunted sets. They filmed on the most haunted of them, but these ghosts followed the production. They would go on location. They would do when they were doing like stuff on the back lot. They, they followed the production of Ghost Whisperer. Because well, they probably nice. don't understand that it's all make-believe and they're like, fuck it, help me cross over. No, because it's their show. That's that's what the show's storyline is. And was. the ghost's like, hey, I heard this lady knows how to solve my problems. Like, yeah. just let me talk to her for a minute. Let me holler at so, you, baby girl. The show employed a medium okay. to help with like continuity of mediumship within the show sure and also to deal with the ghosts on set oh nice. oh boy okay so they have this guy on uh on you know budget or whatever his name is james van Pyong. sure yep that tracks tracks yep that's definitely his uh name yeah. and he yeah so he was there to like be a medium and tell them what it's like to be a medium 
And also to like when the ghost got a little out of hand to be like, yo, ghost, calm down. Yeah. Um, if you're interested, James Van Pierre has a website uh, where he'll tell you all about the various times he's been on the Dr. Phil show. And also he now runs a quote school of mystical arts. What? Where nice. you can get a quote professional certification of something. I want a ghost mediumship. Yeah. Cool. Well, you can go to his school of magical arts. I don't know how much it costs. This I can send very you the website. Harry Potter, and I'm, I'm yeah. Here I was like, for this it. is shitty Hogwarts. It really does. Well, it's all online. <laughs> oh, it's super shitty Hogwarts. It's yeah. all online. <laughs> it's Hogwarts correspondence courses. Yes, Sally hey, Struthers is on, teaching them. Come on him. down to my new wizarding school, Pig Bunions, here in fucking. <laughs> yeah. Kentucky or whatever uh, shit. So there were a ton of different like stories to pull from from the set because it's a TV show. They're and it's a modern day TV show. So they're doing press for this show all the time. Mm-hmm. It's a show about ghosts. So often people are like, hey, heard your set is haunted. And right. they talk about it and they tell different stories. So there's a lot of them out there. Oh, fun. So I've just coned in on a couple to talk about. Great. So the one they said, one of the first times when they realized their ghosts were like following the production and they weren't specifically linked to the stages because they knew the stages were haunted. Yeah. Was that one day they were on location. So they were fully away from Universal and uh, Jennifer was getting her makeup done in the makeup trailer and they were playing around with the Polaroid camera. And in TV shows, they will often like take a picture of makeup, especially if there's any sort of dirt or uh, violent like scars or bruises or anything so that they can keep continuity across. Sure. I explained to our listeners who have not worked in TV. Yes. Um, so they were playing around with the Polaroid camera and Jennifer started taking pictures of her makeup artist as her makeup artist was taking pictures of her. And in what, so she took like a whole series of pictures and in one of them, the makeup artist's face is completely covered, just her face in this like white mist. Oh. Ooh. So then they show the picture to James, the school of mystical arts professor. Yeah. Um, and professor he's like, McDonald's. oh yeah. He said, quote, absolutely, there's a ghost attached to her. Uh, and she was like, what do I do? And yes. he was like, no, it's fine. Absolutely. No, 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 no. What you've Not got right now fine. is a Polaroid ghost smear. It's attached yeah. to your head. It's attached to the old noggin. It's fine. Don't You're worry. totally yeah. fine. Don't be like scared. Yeah, absolutely. There's a ghost attached to her. Oh, boy. That's not. Uh, please help me get rid of it. No. Yeah. Uh, so with on the stage itself the biggest indicator that there were ghosts around that day is that the ghosts like to move the lights okay so they said sometimes the like rolling set lights the ones that are on the ground they would move like up to a foot they would just like Um, out of nowhere sometimes in the middle of shooting they would just be like pushed like a foot in one direction that's called Jennifer Love Hewitt doesn't know how to hit her mark and then she's blaming ghosts All right, (laughs) let's let's be honest we lit this with the stand-in and it was perfect. Yeah, it was fine. You Suddenly and- Jennifer gets here and she can't hit the little T where her feet are supposed to be. Come on. Yeah. Because her tits get in the way. <laughs> she can't see her tits. She can't She's see her casting feet. a shadow. She's <laughs> These shadows are unbelievable. Uh-oh. <laughs> General of Hewitt's tits are out six more weeks of winter. Um, <laughs> so... Oh my God. Uh, so they say that what's funny is like the floor lights would move like a foot. The overhead lights would only move like an inch to two to three inches. Huh. But because they're overhead, it changes the lighting. So it was like enough. Like the ghosts knew they had to move the ground lights more uh-huh. than they had to move the overhead lights to get noticed. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So they were like definitely people who understood lighting. Hmm. They were ghosts of uh, stagehands past. 
Yeah, that's what they, yes. Um, so they said that sometimes uh, the show was also plagued by blights breaking. Oh. Because um, lights do break occasionally, it happens. But apparently on this set, the lights would like burst. Oh. Fairly often, like way more often than with other productions. And a lot of the times they would burst when lighting a character. If that character was like giving a speech within the show about how they didn't believe in ghosts. Oh, that's great. Huh. So like this, they would be shooting something in character. Apparently, Jay Moore used to be on the show in early seasons uh-huh. and his character was a skeptic. Yeah. And he used to say lights used to burst on him all the time and he loved it because he felt like it meant the ghosts like really believed his performance. I was being a really good actor at that point. I was very convincing. Yeah. So they would like laugh about it like, oh, that must have been a great take because they broke the light on you oh because you were pretending not to believe in them. That's great. Um, and then there's one story that like Jennifer likes to tell a lot in interviews. I didn't think it was as good, but she talks about it a lot where they were filming um, in the like downtown set, which is the uh, it's actually the like clock tower from Back to the Future. Uh-huh. It's the same back lot. They obviously change it to look different. Right. But she was in one of those little fake house fronts. And the scene was her coming out and walking down the street. But she was in that uh, fake front with a couple crew members. There were seven crew members. And within the course of like the 30 seconds before they started rolling, every single person back there was like, what, 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 what? What? And like all of them felt like something was tugging on a specific piece. Like it's like a ghost went around the room and went like poke, 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 poke. Oh. Mm. So like, so someone was like, someone just grabbed my sweater. And then some dude was like, no, someone just grabbed like the foot of my jeans. And then Jennifer was like, no, someone just tugged on the hem of my skirt. Someone just touched my boobs. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't she the one who used to vajazzle? Was she she into that? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, maybe they were just trying to get a peek. Maybe they were trying to get a peek. It just occurred to me now that maybe that's why. But anyway, all seven of them felt something happen, like pretty much like boom, 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 boom. Okay. And they were like, okay, it's definitely a ghost that's back here with us. Um, And apparently the figures were like really drawn to Jennifer specifically. I oh. assume because of the tits. Right. Well done. That's all I can assume. And you yes? are correct. She is the vajazzler. She is the vajazzler. Yes. Okay. Men, if you don't know what that means, Google it. You're in for a treat. Yep. Um, so, but apparently the ghosts used to follow her around. So it was not all the time, but like at least once a season, they would shoot something. It would look fine. Check the gate, whatever. They'd go into post and there's like a shadow figure standing behind her. Or it would like turn around and look at her and then walk towards her. Oh. And you can see like a very defined shadow figure in the shot that they would either have to reshoot or take out in post. Whoa, that's That's expensive. Yes, because these ghosts are specifically following Jennifer. And then from an interview Jennifer did with, I think it was ING, um, in between the first and second season, they were like, hey, so your show is haunted by ghosts. What do you think about it? And she said, I think it's neat. And for people who don't believe, it's just sort of a weird coincidence. And that's cool. And for people like me who do believe, I feel like we tell their stories every week. The spirits are really the stars of the show. And if they stop by to say, hey, thanks, and make an appearance every now and then, it's their show. They should. I think it's cool. And then ING said, so do you think it's the ghost of old universal actors? And she said, probably. They've been out of work for a long time. And they're like, gosh, darn it. Oh my god. And they're like, gosh darn it. Gosh darn it. I've been out of work for a long time because I'm I've been out dead. Of, I've been 
out of work for a long time because I've been dead since the 30s. Gosh darn it. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, So the TV show ran, like I said, for five seasons. So it banked over 100 episodes, which means it's now in syndication. She's making that good, good money. She can stay vajazzled till the end of her days. Vajazzle a thousand days. Why not? And if you want to watch the show, apparently it's available on Hulu. Oh, great. Great. Yeah. Um, and I felt like my, it, this felt a little bit like low hanging fruit to me yeah. because mm. it's a show about ghosts that like really heavily leans into ghosts. They're shooting at a very haunted location. Yes. So then I found a little tiny snippet of a bonus for you guys. Ooh. It's okay. very short. It's an article from the New York Post. Okay. I'm just going to read you the entirety of this article. Okay. Great. This is called Haunted by Their TV Set Mm. by Don Kaplan of September 22nd in 2000. Oh, okay. Uh (laughs) The FBI is investigating a suburban Detroit couple who claim to have been receiving death threats and racially charged hate messages through their television. (laughs) The threats directed at retired auto workers Charlotte and Judge Smith have also included their 13-year-old grandson, their neighbors from across the street, and the couple's German shepherd, Pepper, according to the Detroit Free Press. They're haunting the dog? They're they're, a hate speech against the dog. How dare they? Yes, the haunted TV hate speech against the dog. Do they call him a crowd What? The TV has even begun answering back. When Charlotte Smith yelled, shut up, at the television, it immediately replied on its screen, shut up, Charlotte. This is no. This was just um, Amazon early testing Alexa. <laughs> In the last month, the Smiths say that someone has typed more than ten threatening messages and racial slurs since late August on their thirty-six inch televisions in their den and bedroom. Whoa! The messages appeared to be typed on a keyboard used to select movies from the couple's TV satellite system, which has more than two hundred channels. Oh. Thanks for that, New York Post. Thank you. We thought there was a ghost in the house, Charlotte Smith told the reporter, explaining how the two televisions would spring to life in the middle of the night at high volume and the TVs would suddenly change stations on their own. Oh. (laughs) The trouble started late last month when the couple returned home after a month-long vacation to find their alarm system dismantled. After the police investigated and left the house, the screen displayed the message, police was here. (laughs) Accurate. (laughs) Local police have turned the case over to the FBI. The FBI is investigating the case as a civil rights violation. So the FBI does not think it's ghosts, to be clear. No, no. The FBI thinks it's a person. Yeah. The Smiths are black and the neighbors who received threats are Mexican-American and the dog is obviously German. It's a German shepherd. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. German shepherd Officials. Officials from the California-based DirecTV, the Smith satellite system, told the FBI they suspect someone is using a radio frequency remote to type control of the messages and do not think it's a ghost. No, it's a fucking ghost. A racist ghost. (laughs) It's a racist dog-hating ghost. Dog-hating ghost. Shut up, Charlotte. (laughs) Can you imagine if in 2000, the TV started talking to your parents? You know, I feel like my parents would have lost their freaking minds. In all fairness, have you met Charlotte? Charlotte should maybe be quiet. Maybe Charlotte should (laughs) shut up. I mean, if if her if her TV is throwing racial slurs at her, I think she's allowed to yell back at it. Oh, Oh, you know what? You know what? That's a great point. (laughs) Or if the TV is throwing racial slurs at her dog, she's definitely allowed to yell back at it. Yell back. Yeah. Any so when I first Googled, just calling her dog Fritz and stuff like <laughs> <laughs> Hitler, yeah. shut up, Hans. 
Um, so when I first Googled television Haunted ghosts, TV. that's what came up. And mm. I thought I'd share. This is very short and very funny. Oh, my gosh. I now want to investigate further to see what happened. Like, what was the outcome of There Charlotte's- was a follow-up article. It was behind a paywall. God damn there it. There you go. Now you don't get to know. for it. You'll never know. We'll never know if poor Pepper, the German shepherd, was able to break free of these these racial slurs thrown at him or her or neither or both through the 36-inch television in the den. Was the dog avenged? That's what I need to know. I need to know. Anyway, that is my ghost whisperer and bonus ghost story. I love it. Love it. You know what else I love? This beer. Yeah. So this brings us to our beer once again. As I said earlier, this Fremont's is head full of dynamite. Head full of dynamite. It is a hazy, dynamite. Dynamite. It is a hazy IPA. It is an ongoing series of hazy IPAs, each one different from the one before. Um, and then it says, check out our website for the malt and hops used in the one on your hand. Well, that's kind of cool that they'll do that. Oh, yeah. Um, this is 6.8%. It's almost nice. Um, so it's a fairly easy drinking. Uh, it's very hazy. Agreed. It's very, it's very citrusy. hazy. Agreed. It's incredibly citrusy. It doesn't have too many eboos that punch you in the face. It's actually mild on the eboos, I would say. Yeah. Um, but it's it's, it's very it's like, very citrusy. It's very smooth. Very I've, easy. I've, I've never had a head full of dynamite that I didn't like. I don't think I've had a beer from Fremont I didn't like. Uh, you know, as they say on Parts oh. and Rec, treat yourself. You're going to be happy. Um, and speaking of happy, here's the quote from the can. Great. Friends bring happiness into your life. Best friends bring beer. Agreed. Aww. Also, this is version 30. I found it on the can. Oh, there we go. Beautiful. Uh, yes. So go, we can go look it up on the website and find yeah. out what we enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. That is a great. I don't know which iterations I've had one through 30. Yeah. That is a great beer, though. It, it, Bob is right. Fremont makes amazing beer. Consistently good. Hey, speaking of consistently good. That's me. And that's the part of the show where I get to pick a winner. Hey, guess what I love? What? I love army VD films. I love knowing about who I can pork in in what countries. You know what else I love? What? Men who realize that they have unfinished business, and that business is butt sex. You know what else I love? (laughs) I I love uh, Superman trying to solve his own murder. That's a good time. That is pretty cool. That's pretty cool. You know what else I love? I love Jennifer Love Hewitt's tits being used like Groundhog Day. But if there's one thing I love more than anything, it's Superman cuckold porn. Oh, no. 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 Why? I'd forgotten all about it. I know. That's why I did it. I did it just to get you mad again. I had, I had pleasantly erased that from my mind. <laughs> and and just like VD, Bob is back oh, to remind you. He just keeps you. coming back. He keeps just coming, keep back. coming back. Oh. No matter how many doctors I see, the dripping continues. That's right. Anyway, thank you guys very much <laughs> for listening to the show. Bring your VD back next week. Yes, <laughs> there will be booze. And they'll be brewed. And until then, cheers. cheers. Ooh. I'm so disappointed in you. Mm-hmm. <laughs>